0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. A Canadian court has ruled that individual Canadians who are sick may grow their own marijuana, striking down a law enacted by the previous government, which mandated large commercial operations would do the medical marijuana growing. However, simultaneously, the federal government has found it necessary, apparently... To remind Canadians that recreational use of marijuana remains a criminal offense. many pe- I didn't know this until earlier this week, but many people in Canada are of the view that recreational use is permitted because the Prime Minister, the, the new one, has spoken in favor, just and true. No, the law hasn't changed. It is still a criminal offense to consume marijuana for recreational purposes. Not sure recreational is the right word, but it's used all the time. Alan St. Pierre is the executive director of Normal in the United States. That's the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. Alan has been on this show, I guess, more than 20 years now, Alan, we've been talking, right?
1: Uh, at least I would say. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you bet. We've grown graciously older together.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for the first time, we're speaking with Craig Jones, who is the president of Normal. Canada. Craig, good to have you with us.
2: Thanks for calling, and great to talk with you again, Alan. Yeah, thank you.
0: Now, hopefully we won't be talking for 20 years, Craig.
2: Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> let,
0: let me start with this, Craig. Let me start with you in Canada. Uh, there appears to be confusion among Canadians about whether or not recreational marijuana is illegal. What brings on the confusion? I mean, there, there hasn't been any any substantive talk about it changing immediately. Are you Were you aware of this?
2: Oh, yeah. There's been a number of court rulings uh, going back to the 80s. The first one was a guy named Terry Parker. And uh, courts have uh, basically been pressuring the government to modernize and rationalize Canada's cannabis regime. And in, process, in the process of doing that, this sort of public education has run ahead of the reality. Uh, and people are now uh, under the impression that cannabis is, if not, outright legal, all but legal. And, of course, the truth is that people are still being prosecuted for uh, possession.
0: So if you are prosecuted for possession in this country, if somebody happens to have a a stash of marijuana somewhere in their home and was under the mistaken belief that it's suddenly uh, quite legal to to do this, if you are prosecuted, what's uh, what's the normal fine range or what's the normal punishment that's handed out by the criminal justice system?
2: Well, it very much depends on the interaction between the possessor and the police officer. It very much depends on the colour of the possessor, the uh, socioeconomic status of the possessor. You know, I I live in Kingston, uh, Kingston, uh, Ontario, which is Queen's University, of course, and I walk routinely from my house uh, through neighbourhoods populated by students. And not infrequently, I see people out on the steps to the front, you know, like they've got these stoops and they're sharing a bong or, you know, they've got a hookah out and it smells of cannabis, but you don't see a police car anywhere, right? But if I go to the north end of my city where the, uh, the poorer socioeconomic people, minorities, where they live, uh, they're much more rigorously policed and there's many more offenses uh, registered out there than in the neighborhood that I live in. For marijuana. Yeah,
0: hmm. Alan, what about in the United States? You're in Washington, and there's a city that is divided into pretty extreme socioeconomic realities. Uh, are you experiencing the U.S., what uh, what Craig is talking about in Canada, or at least in Kingston, anyway?
1: Well, here in Washington proper, <clears throat> this is the only place in the United States where marijuana has been properly de not decriminalized, <clears throat> like we've had for years in places like California, New York, Ohio— here in Washington, D.C., you can have up to two ounces. You can grow up to 12 plants in a house, uh, six to be flowering. And you can't sell it. There is no taxation. There's no liabilities. So it's genuinely been depenalized. And uh, Craig mentioned people on the porches. Our police chief here made a point and when the laws changed, when 70 percent of the voters here voted for this bill. Uh, particular policy, that she didn't much care if you smoked marijuana on your porch or um, in the backyard or in the garage. Uh, she was very clear that as long as it's on your property, it's just no concern of the government.
0: But it is still a criminal offense as far as the federal government is concerned in the United States, right?
1: It is. Of course, that's where the parallel universe works. So 98 to 98.5% of all arrests in the United States, the 700,000 per annum arrests occur at the local and state level, the federal government arrests very few people, generally just the worst offenders with the largest uh, amounts that they've trafficked or been caught cultivating, or more specifically, jurisdictionally, they're just coming across the borders or they're caught in uh, federal lands, federal park land specifically.
0: So it's a real mess. I mean, I'd never heard the depenalized statement uh, before. That's a new one to me. Decriminalized, well, I've heard. New-
1: I know. Actually, a friend of mine from uh, Oxford uh, suggested that uh, we really do need to describe D.C.'s law differently than these other variations, which many of us have known for 40 years, legalization, decriminalization, and outright prohibition. But now we have depenalization here in the nation's capital, and the arrest rate dropped 99.8% in the first year of the law.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, let me ask you this question. Uh, As far as the popular appeal of marijuana possession, or the the uh, of of not de or decriminalizing, which has never made any sense to me, because if you decriminalize, you still have to buy from a very criminalized drug dealer, which I said to the former prime minister of this country in a face-to-face interview, Paul Martin, and that goes back about 12 years. And he seemed rather stunned at what I what I said to him as a prime minister. If you decriminalize it, you still have to buy it from a criminalized drug dealer. It's like he'd never heard that before. Uh, maybe he didn't. But if Craig in Canada, what percentage of the population is in favor of not decriminalizing, not depenalizing, not de anything other than legalizing? What percentage of the population?
2: Oh, I is there a definitive well number? Well, into this, it's well into the seventies now. I think. You know, do you remember Martin Koshan, who was oh, yeah. Paul Martin's justice minister? I interviewed him. He too. wanted to. He wanted to depenalize.
0: Yeah, he started it with Cretcha. Uh, and
2: that he wanted to depenalize when he was marked when he, he wanted to depenalize. Um, correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, his bill didn't make it to the Senate, and then the government fell, and it, it died on the order paper.
0: Okay, um, Alan. What about the United States? There you have what is it? Three states that have now legalized marijuana possession and consumption. Is it three?
1: Yeah, three states where the retail, where you can walk into a place as an individual over 21 and purchase it similar to alcohol. Alaska, the fourth state, those laws take effect about July 1st of this year. Okay. So, um, yes, the four states have sold, in Colorado, a billion dollars of marijuana has been sold in two years. And the states garnered about $280 million in taxes and fees.
0: And that law was changed in Colorado by referendum.
1: Correct. All of those four states were done by voters, not the legislators. However, very close to Canada any day now, we suspect Vermont will be the first state to legislatively legalize marijuana. Listen, there's
0: I one, go to Vermont. There's, there's Listen, There's Alan. one
2: more thing you have to say about Colorado, Alan. The sky hasn't fallen, <laughs> to say the least.
0: <laughs> guys, guys, yeah. guys, I go to Vermont quite regularly. They're all stoned there every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just going from, uh, from something that's been illegitimate to, to legitimate at this point. But it's, it's so necessary normal-
0: it's necessary to know what the law is. It's necessary to know what the, 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 the impact is and what the fallout has been. I meant to ask you about, and I wanted to ask you about Colorado and what has happened societally. But I have to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about marijuana, legalization, depenalizing, decriminalizing, and whatever else is in the uh, in the hopper. The Prime Minister continues to insist that he's going to legalize marijuana for the entire country. There are people in Canada, apparently many, who think it's legalized now. It is not. We'll come back with my guests after this. My favorite line when it comes to marijuana, and Alan, you've heard me say this every time you've been on the show, was Lenny Bruce (laughs) in the early 60s. In the early 1960s, Lenny Bruce said, marijuana is going to be legal in 10 years, and you know why? Because all the law students are smoking it now. That was the 1960s. <laughs> yeah.
2: A lot of those, baby, a lot of those students who went to work for the Drug Enforcement Administration that discovered it was actually pretty profitable to maintain prohibition.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Lenny Bruce didn't work for them though. No. That would have been quite something. Um, how has life changed in Colorado? People, uh, Alan, talk about or, or wonder about, or some people are queasy, concerned about. How life changes once you legalize—not decriminalize or depenalize, but legalize marijuana possession—that it will change the, you know, society; that it changes, brings different people into your community. It, it just makes a mess of things. Some people have that concern; deserves to be addressed. What's the reality in Colorado? What's happened? You've talked about the billion dollars. Was it a billion in tax revenues?
1: A billion in revenue and two and a, qu- a quarter billion in the re- in the taxes received.
0: And how has life changed
1: in uh, Colorado? Oh, it's it, it's it, one t- Denver and the greater metroplex area there is the most hopping place in the United States. Cdre, one of the largest real estate development companies, just put out a report indicating that like nowhere else in the United States, because of the specifically, the report is entirely attributing the marijuana business and industry there to driving up real estate valuation, scarcity of housing. Um, exactly what you want in a growing, thriving city. So uh, 16,000 people who work in the industry are registered with the state. These are people that otherwise could have been involved in the illegal market that are now registered, paying taxes, and being uh, just mainstream society folks.
0: How has the law changed? And specifically I'm talking about, let's just pick one, and that is uh, driving under the influence. Tomorrow I'm going to be speaking with three mothers, because kids were killed by drunk drivers. There's a major -hmm. case in this country now being discussed. They'll be sentencing next month. How have they changed the law, if they have in Colorado, and other the other two states where marijuana possession is legal, how have they changed the law to to preclude driving under the influence?
1: Well, considering that people have been using marijuana so prodigiously despite the uh, uh, existence of prohibition, that problem's always been there. So the legalization of marijuana hasn't changed the dynamic of police wanting to catch people who are impaired, groups like Normal encouraging consumers not to drive impaired. So uh, one of the ironies of the taxation in these states is that some of the money is getting peeled off and going to their state universities to develop better roadside testing. And frankly, it's the Canadian... uh, safety uh, Transportation Board that has done the most research in the Occidental world on how you can come up with some reasonably good tests in the future. So, uh, again, it's one of those things that legalization doesn't really speak to the fact that people make these bad decisions and drive impaired, but that was never a reason to keep prohibition going another 80 years.
0: Greg, what about Canada? What's the um, What are the must-dos? Um, before you legalize marijuana for the rec- for recreational use, is there anything that's on the must-do list?
2: Um, uh, you know, echoing Alan's uh, observations, we want to create a social norm around uh, cannabis impaired driving that every bit as powerful as the one we have for alcohol or texting, right? Um, for the same reasons, you know, it's a psycho uh, psychotropic substance; it impairs uh, motor performance and for that reason but we see we we already have we already have laws on the books what we don't have as alan suggested is a reliable roadside test that police could administer um... but you know as we, we talk about this and it's very important It's also very important that people not drive when they're fatigued yes and there are other psychotropic drugs that affect um, uh, uh... motor coordination so we've got to put all of this in the context right uh... but definitely normal canada uh, wants to discourage impaired driving or impaired operating of any heavy, heavy equipment under the influence of cannabis.
0: Do you think, in uh, By the way, circles, go well, ahead, I can
1: say if I if I could, um, it, we de- in, in trying to anticipate this, and as consumers ourselves who don't want to run afoul of the law or mores and values, we developed an app called Canary, and people can download it and play it. And they can discern themselves pretty readily. Are they ready to drive their car or operate heavy machinery?
0: Okay, we have about 35 seconds. You've got three states in the U.S. that by plebiscite have voted to make marijuana possession and recreational use legal. And Alaska, or at least Vermont, is in the—or is it it Vermont or Alaska that's in the stream?
1: Uh Alaska. Uh, Uh, Last year in July, we'll have retail.
0: Okay, what about the rest of the country? Really quickly, are there plans Uh for plebiscites?
1: Oh, yeah. So California, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Massachusetts, and Maine will all be voting on legalization. All the polling is running in the 55 to 60 percentile. Okay. And Missouri and Florida will be voting on medical marijuana.
0: All right. So we, we, we had a judgment on that uh, this week in Canada. Craig uh, Jones, the president of Normal Canada, Alan St. Pierre, the executive director of Normal in the United States. Gentlemen, thank you very much for the time. We'll have you back for sure. Have a great rest of the day.
2: Thank you, Corey.